Well, we've recently seen uh, a call from uh, over 80 organisations and commissioners for a National Commissioner for Aboriginal and uh, Torres Strait Islander Children. Just first of all, Richard, uh, why do we need a, a National Commissioner for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Children? Look, there's a multitude of reasons. We had the Family Matters campaign last week highlighting the representation of children in care. But um, I, I guess a lot of our kids, a lot of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children and our young people are, are falling through through some of the cracks in the system. We need a dedicated commissioner to focus on our kids and we need a commissioner to oversight accountability of services and programs and, and also to protect the rights of our children and young people. We need a dedicated voice for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children at the national level. And in terms of this position then, how would you sort of see that being sort of established and sort of governed in a way? What sort of powers would you think it would need to have in order in order to make that difference? It has to have a, a legislative power. It has to have a mandate. Um, we'd like, a, like to see them reporting to Parliament but we want them to have the ability to hold departments um, and jurisdictions to account in some way. And we want an Indigenous, a dedicated position that is connected so that it can be connected to our community and understand the needs of our, our communities and, um, and hopefully bring about some national standards and practice across all jurisdictions and to have that accountability to um, improve outcomes for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children. Yeah, and I, I think definitely... Very important as well. You know, often we see um, certain bodies being established and, and, you know, having, unfortunately, being very reliant on, on things like government funding. And as we know, with as governments come and go, as do policies and programs and things like that, do you think th- there needs to be, I guess, that, that non-reliance then on, on government funding in that sense? What we've been calling for through Family Matters has been a, a greater investment in an Aboriginal-controlled children's sector. So to build the capacity, build capacity on what's there. Um, certainly a, a children's, a dedicated children's commissioner, I think would help move us closer I- into that direction because what we, what the evidence tells us is that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander organisations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander-led solutions produce better outcomes than what we get get for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people through mainstream efforts. So certainly over time, we, you know, we don't want to be, we, we don't want to have our kids growing up being dependent on government. We want to empower our communities and empower our families and empower our young people, you know, to have control over their lives and to, to carve out their own futures. But, uh, you know, we, we do need to, we have to deal with where we're at at the moment and, and this call for a national Children's Commissioner dedicated to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children is is a really important step in addressing the issues um, because systems just aren't dealing with our children and and families appropriately. So the commission is a really important step in in getting better outcomes um, for the future. Who are some of the other organisations and and commissioners who have thrown their support by this? Well, we've had the two Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Children's Commissioners from one's in Victoria and so Justin Mohammed in Victoria and April Laurie from South Australia. So, and they're important supporters because their positions are showing that uh, really show what, a, what what you can achieve, what accountabilities you can achieve and, and greater focus. And that's why we're calling for a national position to provide that focus. But we've had support from organisations like Family Matters, ACOS, and the the guard the children's guardians from the other states as well. So there's there's around 80, 80 supporters, eighty three supporters all up. 
people that have, have put their their logos and uh, names to this this call, this proposal, and we're just hoping that that you know the government will will take notice of that and start thinking seriously about um, about you know, the, the challenges that our kids and young people are facing and see this as a good step forward, a solution to, to addressing those issues. And just as you sort of touched on there in terms of the state-based roles as well, uh, obviously having the National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Children's Commissioner was a part of the Family Matters report, one of the, you know, the action points being called from that, but along with the, the state-based ones as well. Do, do you see that as a collaborative relationship then at the national level with the other state and territories? Yeah, very much so. I mean, it's the states that are delivering a lot of services to our to our children, particularly welfare services. So we found the states and jurisdictions to be quite responsive. They they provide a lot of information into that Family Matters uh, report, and this uh, national position, this national commissioner position, will provide uh, that you know that coordination and that bringing together of the states and territories under under sort of the one one kind of effort one umbrella about uh, improving outcomes for our children so you know certainly getting getting the coordination right and getting that relationship right between the the commonwealth and the states is really important when we you know to get these better outcomes that we're chasing you know we often do see that that conversation around the money being spent in, on aboriginal and torres strait islander affairs when you sort of hear that and then you sort of see some of the statistics and how much is actually going to the mob, talk to us about that and the importance of, of making sure that all that money is being spent and actually going to the people and actually making that difference. I mean, the child protection system is a great example. There's, you know, there's $6 billion a year spent on child protection. 40% of that $6 billion is spent on children in care, the out-of-home care part of the system, and it's not delivering any benefits to children. Our kids are, are overrepresented in that, in that system. You know, 40% of kids, nearly 40% are Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander kids, and our kids are 10 times more likely to be in care. So... For the amount of money that's being spent on on a system that isn't working, you know that's why we need positions like a national commissioner that's dedicated to our children, accountable to parliament. That's that's appropriate, but also better able to articulate the needs and, and aspirations of our people, and better connected to our communities. And that's why we want a, a, an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander person in the role, so that we get better outcomes for our kids. And, and in getting those better outcomes. We're going to save, save taxpayers a lot of money because at the moment money is being funneled into systems that you know that don't do much to prevent or or intervene early um, for our kids and their families, and it's just leading to more costly these costly systems that have to be maintained. And we're spending more and more into those systems. So if we don't see these circuit breaker responses from governments to, to stop that trend, then we're going to continue to get poor outcomes for our kids at a greater cost to the taxpayer and, you know, that's not sustainable.